Good morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon. Today I'm preaching from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Also believe in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does, does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Only one way. There was only one way to avoid the inevitability of death. It was March 25, 1975. The city was Da Nang, Vietnam, just as it was falling to the communist military machine. There was only one way out of Da Nang, and it was a 727 jet setting on the runway, the last plane out of town. Those left behind who had worked for the Western Allies would face inevitable death. The plane was jammed with the richest, the luckiest, the most powerful. Under the belly of the plane, South Vietnam soldiers were fighting each other as to who's would, who would be able to squeeze into the luggage compartments. The door slammed shut and the 727 took off into the sky, with one person desperately clinging onto the wheel well with all his strength. There was only one way out of Da Nang that day. Same song, second verse. The year was 1275 BC. The land was Egypt. The ruler was Pharaoh. The leader of the Jews was Moses. 
the Jews had been in slavery to the Egyptians for over 400 years, building their cities and pyramids. But God had sent the plagues, and now the Jewish nation was beginning their exodus from slavery. At this particular moment, they were stopped by the Red Sea, and the Egyptian chariots and horses were rapidly coming to attack and bring death. It seemed there was no way out, and then a miracle. Suddenly before them, the Red Sea opened up, and there was only one way out. Only one way to avoid death, and that was through the Red Sea. There's only one way out of condemnation of sin. One way to escape the spiritual oblivion of death. Only one way to heaven. Verse 6 of today's gospel text says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way, the only way. The visual image of only one way out of death is deeply woven into the theology of the Bible. The Bethel Bible Study series had really good symbolism pictures, and one of them was a high piece of land on the left, a deep chasm in the middle, and a high piece of land on the right. And the high piece of land on the left represented earth. The high piece of land on the right represented heaven. And then there was a bridge in the form of a cross that went from earth to heaven. It showed how it is only by the blood shed on the cross by Jesus that we move from earth to eternity in heaven. It is the only way. Isaiah writes in chapter 35, verse 8, A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. Jesus is the holy way that Isaiah wrote about. He is the way to salvation. It is by his blood shed on the cross that the holy way is reconnected between those of us on earth and our Father in heaven. The angels of God descend and ascend. Our prayers go up to God and his blessings come to us. Notice Jesus does not say that we come to God through Christ Jesus. He says no one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. Now this is not simply a matter of semantics. In Revelation 20, we are told that on Judgment Day, all will stand before God seated on his white throne. And those whose name is not written in the book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire. We have to get past God the judge to live with God the Father. A simplistic comparison would be a child who has to face dad, the rule enforcer, in order to spend time with dad, the reader of fairy tales. The image of God the judge shows no mercy. 
it will be too late for that. God is a just God, and we will get what we deserve. Fortunately, for all who believe in Christ, he took on the death sentence that we deserve and died in our place. Now, back to the gospel text, Jesus says he is in the Father and the Father is in him. Jesus, on behalf of the Father, offers unconditional love, grace, and mercy to all who follow him. This image of God is one God, the Father, who loves us so much, who misses us so much, that he sent Jesus to lead us back to him. We followers of Christ have already received the mercy of God the Father, and we have nothing to fear when we stand before God the Judge. Second, Jesus says, I am the truth. When Pontius Pilate questioned Jesus after his arrest, Jesus said, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate asked him, what is truth? Then Pilate left without waiting for an answer. I think he knew the truth by then, and he knew that he was not on the side of truth. <clears throat> In the book of Matthew, Jesus referred to himself as the true temple. In the Old Testament, the people received manna, bread from heaven. But in the book of John, in the New Testament, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He's the true bread that we need to sustain our spiritual life. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus refers to himself as the true tabernacle. He is where all worship is to be centered, where worship finds its joy, its passion, its comfort, its spirit of renewal. Because Jesus is truth, he can be trusted to be the guide of our way through this life. The third point is that Jesus is life itself. We are alive through Jesus Christ. Romans 6, verse 11, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be rendered powerless, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. John 10, verse 10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. John 11, verses 25 and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. In John 4, verse 10, Jesus tells the Samaritan woman at the well that he is the source of living water. A few verses later, he adds, Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Sometimes people approach Christianity as a do-it-yourself journey. They come to church. They participate in various programs and activities. They follow the rules of the church. They study the doctrines and the teachings of the faith. They may read the Bible. 
They say the right prayers and may even put these beliefs into practice. But they never develop a relationship with Jesus. They never understand the joy of being in love with their Savior. They're doing their faith walk on their terms. Their salvation is built on what they offer rather than the life that Jesus offers. But one cannot be a little bit saved. If Jesus is the way and the truth and the life, we must be all into Jesus or we will be all out of life. If you realize that you're going through the motions but never gave your whole being, your whole life to Jesus, I urge you to do so today. There's a story about a family that was going to the coast on the next weekend. Their little boy had never seen the ocean, and every day his parents would describe this big body of water that he would experience for the first time. Well, that Friday, it rained all night, and Saturday morning, the little boy ran outside. On his way to the car, he saw a big mud puddle. He stood there for a moment, just looking at the puddle. Then he went back into the house and started to play with his Legos. He thought he was lucky to have seen the ocean without that long car ride. We don't know what we don't know. Jesus can only speak the truth. He is truth, and he is calling you to come closer to him. He's asking you to give your whole being to him and to invite his Holy Spirit to fill your heart and mind. You already trusted him with your future. Now trust him with the here and now as well. Run the race that he has set for you. Then you will find the love and joy and peace of mind that can only be found in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you.